yeah. But here goes the other side. California, call for Gore, plus 54. Surprise. It's all about Florida. Florida, call for Gore, plus 25. Oh, no! Turn that down. Okay, have a little faith. Faith, Andy, you gotta understand. I don't have any cash. I can't operate. I, I have no money. Without someone friendly to us right now, we are dead. And I haven't been sleeping. People need to get paid. Pay them in uh, stock. Our stock Everyone prices. is paid in stock already. It can't go down. No, it can't. The whole setup is founded on the stock price. I know price. that. Are you saying it's going I'm down? I'm saying it can't well, that, that's go what down. I'm George, I like it. I like it. It's good for happy hour, right? Like the end of our week. It's all mellow. It's good stuff. Good stuff. I had a good week. I hope you guys had a good week. I, uh, I, uh, well, I don't, I was gonna, I, I feel like. You know, Pam gave me this show, and I'm very grateful to Pam. And so I kind of wanted to do un- something unexpected with it, right? Do something unexpected. You ready, George? You sitting down for this? Yeah, I'll sit down. I decided I'm going to use the Happy Hour podcast to cure cancer. Yay. Right? Right? I figured I needed to do something big. Are you on the list, Zach? Yeah. I needed to do so. Somebody, we've got some decoy list. Somebody put a decoy list here in the studio, and everybody is signing up on the wrong list, like right in the middle of my cancer curing announcement. And it's, it's, you know, that's just how it is. You know, I'm not Steve Jobs. I don't like script this stuff. I just, I just do it. That's what you got to do, right? Because I, uh, so yeah, so. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's here's the logic. Let me walk you through this. Let me walk you through this. Okay, so last week, last weekend was the Santa Cruz Comedy Festival, which I had to miss, right? I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't leave the house. I needed to be at home Saturday, and I was like, well, how am I going to justify staying home on Saturday? That's going to be tough. That's going to be, I need something big, right? And I've got a gender theory, and so, like, to get bigger than the gender theory, like, I'm like, I was going to need something really, really big, right? So I was like, well, let's just cure cancer this weekend. As long as you're home, let's just cure cancer, because see what happened. What happened is we just found out that farts cure cancer. Yeah, that's news. That's that's breaking. That's breaking. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! It's breaking the cut in the cheese is what it's doing. So I was like, well, if, okay, did you guys know if you add rice and beans together, it makes a protein that doesn't exist, right? So I was like, well, maybe if you make beans a certain kind of way, those beans could make cancer-carrying parts, right? Right? So I was like, let's do this. Let's, like, cancer-carrying beans. That's what I'm going to do with the podcast because what's she gonna do? What's she gonna do? Say like, no, Trina, please don't cure cancer with my podcast, right? I mean, she doesn't want me to do that because she's gonna be like, well, no. If somebody's gonna make cancer curing beans, I want that to be me. Like, she's not gonna be happy about the fact. But like, took her podcast over and then three weeks later cured cancer with it. That's not. <laughs> she, nobody wants that. You think they want it? They don't want it. They don't want that. 
that's Arden. That's that that monkey experiment. You know what I'm saying? So, so anyway, that's what happened. That's, that was my week. But uh, our first comic coming up. Let's see if he can top that, right? Let's see. Let's see what he did this week. It's been a, it's been a doozy. There was a lot of you, a lot of material opportunities with Halloween, right? And uh, so let's hear, give it up, everybody, for your first comic, Ian. Right, Ian? Hey, thank you. Oh, oh, lovely. Okay. I, uh, I'm a millennial. Uh, yeah, boo, thank you. Uh, and I've heard a lot of people say millennials, oh, they are the worst generation. Uh, to that I say... Uh, have you met old people? Like, it is not a great demographic we're working with there. I was in the car the other day, uh, old person driving, I was in the back, and they said, I can't tell if the GPS wants me to turn left or right, so I am just going to keep going straight. It's like, that is the only guaranteed wrong answer. What are you doing here? They also hear a lot of people complain. Like, they say, ah, oh, millennials complain too much. Millennials complain too much. Have you ever tried to explain to a baby boomer how to forward an email? Like, that is just an endless tirade of, I don't, do I cl click CC? I don't understand. It's like, just give up, Grandma. I'm sorry. But that's, it's not fair. People always say, um, millennials are weak. We're weak. Yeah. To that I say, uh, have you ever fought an old person? <laughs> Fucking easy. They break like nothing. Just go for the knees. I'll choke slam my grandmother like it's <laughs> cutting through butter, man. <laughs> it's just pow, grandma. <laughs> Dedicate the set to Cole. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my stuff. That was that was all the prepared material I had. Now I'm just gonna talk about what I did last night. Um, I think I am <laughs> boo. I think I'm burnt out officially on irony. I think I've had enough. Um, I'm sick of it and I made myself sick of it uh, because last night uh, I went and saw Lemony Snicket give a talk uh, if you don't know he's the writer of a series of unfortunate events uh, I, I love those books growing up to the point where my mom used to read those books to me as a kid like those those were great those are like my prime childhood age books uh, and he was an amazing author he gave this great talk he was a wonderful guy uh, and I was like, oh, I want to get something signed from him. And I was there with a the comic, though. And I was like, well, it's not cool if I just go and say, like, well, I love you so much. Uh, so instead, uh, I got a copy of Harry Potter and asked him to sign it for me. And I could see in Lemony Stickett's eyes, he wasn't mad at me. Uh, he was just disappointed. Like, he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he signed it, but he was he was just like, uh, he was not really happy about it. And I just felt bad. Like, I felt like, can we not have anything just genuine anymore? Like, today in my cafe, uh, I saw a little girl who was probably four or five just wearing a, uh, a pink, uh, like, princess dress. Uh, and she uh, looked dumb. Like, it was a dumb-looking dress, but... She was just happy. Like, she was just enjoying her happy princess dress in her happy little princess moment. And it's like, do any of us have any of that anymore? I don't know. So I went up to her, uh, and I slapped her in the face and said, no! And then, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do that, but that did happen. That was, that was just some, some loose rambling by me. Um, oh, here's, here's a bit I wanted to try. Um, this is the uh, audience particip participation moment of my set um 
I, I'm looking for a definition, a definition uh, of. I, don't, I haven't decided yet if I want to bring someone up for the audience to do this. Or actually, yeah, yeah, Cole, come up here. We'll pr- pretend Cole's like a normal audience person. For for oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you've never done comedy before, right? Nope. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, how do you how do you define uh, an awkward silence? Uh, this? No, wrong. You're just meant to be quiet and awkward. Oh. It was a lot less funny than I thought it would be. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But there, there's a concept there. There's something in there about trying to define an awkward silence and then not. Uh, recently, I've been wondering, uh, do people who work at pencil factories, uh, when they go to conventions, do they chant uh, word number two? Cut off! Oh, the first, the first actual joke I told. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, uh, I can just, uh, I've been wondering recently: Do uh, crabs get crabs, uh, or do they just call them people? <laughs> oh, kapow! Just joking. Oh, just flying left and right. Watch out! I'm just rambling now. Now it's joke time. I had a, I had a bad dream the other night. Uh, it wasn't a nightmare. It just had a lot of plot holes and thematic inconsistencies. Oh, watch out. Oh, reality star president. Reality star president. Uh, that's the uh, craziest thing I've heard since uh, uh, Carpenter God. Kapow, watch out. <laughs> Does it stop? It just keeps on going. Oh, my Lord. I went to the... Uh, okay, I'll end on this one. I'm so sorry. This is... Uh, I recently, I've decided I'd like, to, um, I'd like to go to the rodeo. Anyone here ever been to the rodeo before? Yeah, yeah. I want to go to the rodeo, not because I think the rodeo would be fun. Uh, I just want to go to my second rodeo. Uh, and then when anyone tries to explain what's about to happen, uh, I can just say, uh, not my first rodeo. So, ciao. Okay, I'm done. Thank you very much, Trina, for the time and everyone. I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. funny you are so funny you're so talented though seriously oh man every rodeo you're hilarious you're hilarious every rodeo ah so funny wait he's back he's no he left okay So, all right. So, um, so it's it's getting George. I mean, it's almost like we just had Halloween. It's the beginning of November now, right? The season's changing. I layered. I layered up. Could you guys tell? I layered. Layers. A lot of layers. Did I overdo it on the layers? I don't know. I uh, I was unprepared for Halloween. I didn't. Uh, I had some trick or treaters, but I didn't get any candy. And I was embarrassed, right? Because I knew, I knew, I, I, I saw the signs. I saw the signs. I had been to Target, which Target, that's actually, Target's where I get all my news now. That's my only news source. Because I figure, well, are we doing well enough as a nation to keep the Target stores open? That's what I want to know, number one. That's all I want to know about what's happening, politics and economy. Britex, that's all I want to know. Are we, are we functioning well enough to keep the Target stores open? And how close are we to any given holiday? That's all I want to know, right? So that's, I get all of that from Target, right? And some shopping while I'm there is brilliant. 
So, so even though I, I, I but I can't buy the candy because if I buy the candy, I eat the candy, and that's that's just that's how I do it. That's, I don't buy it, I don't bring it home, and so then I don't eat it. Easy. Had some Halloween trick or treaters, though, and I didn't have any candy, even though I had just been in the Target where they had like aisles and aisles of candy. So I knew, I knew it was almost Halloween. There was no excuse. I knew, I knew. So I grabbed a pile of my not fucking you T-shirts. And I got lucky because it was all girls. And I was like, you know, I don't have any candy, but I'm a third wave feminist gone rogue. <laughs> and I've got these t-shirts. So if their mom approves, and their moms did approve. Moms approved, and I handed out my t-shirts. I was, it, was a, it was a good moment. It was a good moment for me. And it was no sugar. No sugar. It, wasn't, it was good for them, right? Right? So happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you guys had, had just as successful a Halloween as I did. Our next, com next comic, I don't know. Who is this person? James. James. He's not here. Well, God, that, this guy, I don't even... I mean, that was all the material. I can't stall any longer. I did. I exhausted my Halloween bit. That was all I had on Halloween. Well, we could just go to the next person. You want to do that? Should we do that? Should we go to um, uh, Josh? Is that you? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. Okay, so now that I know it's you, Josh. So our next comic does crazy 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 shit like getting into a classroom i don't even can you i can't be in a classroom you have no idea like anyone who thinks that i should be up in front of a class full of uh boys who could very easily misinterpret anything i did and then tank all of my licensure there's no way there's no way there's no 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 way no way i would have to wear my not fucking you t-shirt all day all not fucking you tights underneath everything not fucking you hat the tattoo tramp stamp not fucking you right that would have to be i would have to be like okay look if ever i touch you i need you to understand that was an accident that was an accident and here's what you have to say this is what you say in response these are the this is the script the emotion you put into these words like this is just the script you 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 read these lines however you want to read these lines and the lines are you touch me just now i know it was by accident just don't let it happen again Right, right. How you say those words is up to you. Like you could be like, "You touch me just now. It was an accident. Just don't let it happen again." Okay, like, right? Or you could be like, "You touch me just now. Don't let that shit ever happen again." God damn it! Like, however, like the range, wherever, wherever you're at with it, just that's what you have to say in response if it ever happens. Like that's right. That's the only way I could be in a classroom. It's like every day, instead of a pledge of allegiance, it's I'm not fucking you. I know, teacher, you're not fucking me. I know. Number one and number two. I if I if you ever touch me, that's an accident. I like it every day. That's the only way I could do it. All right, Josh. 
James still isn't here. <laughs> Fucking James, bitch. F Ugh, James. All right, J Josh, shave it for us. You ready? Put your hands together, everybody, for Josh. Oh, keep that enthusiasm going for your host, guys. I am wearing my not fucking you shorts, aka my everyday shorts. Fuck yes. Do I work in an elementary school? And it is. If you know anybody who's worked Halloween in an at an elementary school, please hug them and thank them for their service. Cause it is the fucking worst. It is very humbling as a grown man to have your sexuality questioned by a third grader dressed as the Blue Power Ranger. Not even the red one. The fucking blue one, like a chump. Bullshit. I had a kid on Halloween answer his phone in class. First off, he's third grade. Nobody should be fucking calling him. If you've ever had a conversation with a third grader, it's three things. Multiplication is hard. Uh, dogs are fun to pet. And nutsack's a super funny word. That is their three bullet points. That's it. No one needs to call him. He got a phone call and he stepped out of class. He did this to me. He gave me the sassy Heisman and he stepped the fuck out of class. And I really hope, I know this isn't who was on the other line, but I really hope the other end of that conversation was some dude going, all right, Steven, uh, no, I don't care about multiplication, Steven, all right? No, I got a fucking prop. I don't give a fuck if it's fluff or another day. We got to move this cocaine, all right? We got to get this fucking coke out of here. Oh, oh, you're playing kickball in, in fourth period? You know what I'm doing in fourth period? Go to fucking jail, Steven. That's what I'm doing. Now meet me on my fucking boat when you get out of class. It's not that. It was probably a stupid mom. Let's, uh, let's work on this piece and see how squirrely it gets. Yeah. Went to the doctor yesterday, which um, I have Kaiser, so it's just, uh, it's really not going, anybody have Kaiser? Yeah. yeah we're all dirty comics with no, Kaiser's. Having Kaiser, you might as well just go down to the Tenderloin and have a hobo look at you. That is about what the Kaiser doctor is. It's, I pay my insurance money to have a doctor go, you probably see a different doctor, bro. We're Kaiser here. We don't, do that. we don't do medicine. Now sit in a long line and get yelled at by this Filipino nurse. We do that shit all the time. Like, and if you've never been to a Kaiser, it doesn't matter because everybody's totally been to a Kaiser because every Kaiser is exactly like the bus. Same shit. Every Kaiser has a seat that nobody's sitting in with an unidentifiable brown liquid. There's always like four kids running around with no shoes, covered in sticky shit on a school day, 10 a.m. There's always an old Korean woman with about 37 and a half handbags. And there's a dude sitting in the Kaiser and he's only not masturbating because he's going to knock that shit out on the bus later and he doesn't ruin, want to ruin bus time. So I'm, I went to Kaiser, so I'm sitting in Kaiser, and my, my Kaiser's terrible because it only has like seven magazines. So you got to get there early for the good magazines. Got there late, I had to have a Highlights magazine, which if you're a grown man who looks like this, you can't fucking read a Highlights magazine in public. I may have had like one of those little wily Coyote signs that said pedophile over my head. That is all bad. So I was sitting there just getting furious at Goofus and Gallant, which, um, f familiar with Goofus and Gallant? Yeah! Fan. For those of you who aren't familiar, Goofers and Gallant is a um, is a morality cartoon in, a, in the magazine, and it's supposed to teach kids about doing the right thing and being a good boy. Except it comes off so fucking heavy-handed that it's just elitist and shitty. Like here's an example: Gallant washes his teeth. Washes his teeth. Jesus, Josh. 
washes his face, brushes his teeth, kisses his mom on the head, goes into his bedroom and does his homework and goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. sharp. Gallant breaks the dishes, kicks the dog, punches his mom, goes into his room and does heroin. Like, dude, fuck you. You don't know, you don't know Goofus' life, man. He's trying to be a bassist. Leave him the fuck alone. So I'm there and they, um, the nurse comes and gets me, takes me to a smaller room with no fucking magazines. Instead, it's got like hypochondriac pamphlets like, uh, you totally have AIDS quarterly and told you definitely have AIDS monthly. Those are the pamphlets in there. And the doctor comes in. The doctor comes in, looks at my chart, and does one of these. No doctor has ever done that, and it'd be good news. No doctor has ever gone. We ran the tests. Turns out you're way too handsome. You're way too handsome. We prescribe a, what, four blowjobs and a big bag of money. That is what you need. No, he looked at me and went, he just said, Josh, this is going to be really hard for me to tell you. Um, Tom, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. Uh, you have skin cancer. And um, looked at my doctor, and he looked at me. And I was like, so what do we do? And he said, don't worry, don't worry. It's the easiest cancer to get rid of. All we're going to do is we're going to get a scalpel and some tools, and we're going to root around in, the, in your ear. He said root around, by the way. He said the same phrase my stoner dad uses when he's trying to find, like, a spatula. He said that shit. Then... The, he was like, then we're totally going to get rid of the cancer, man. It's going to be gone. And then I was like, well, what will happen to my ear? And he goes, worst case scenario, we'll cut a little chunk out of your ear. And then the doctor said the most beautiful, hopeful, yet the most hurtful phrase anybody has ever said to me. He goes, yeah, we're just going to cut out a little chunk of your ear. And then he looked me up and down and went, you know, you'll probably look like a character from Lord of the Rings, maybe an elf or a hobbit, but judging from how you look, you probably fucking love that shit. It's, ah! I do. I have a plethora of 20-sided dices on me at all time. Hey, thank you guys for the time. Have a good night, guys. I gotta be a dick and head back to Petaluma. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I cannot wait to see how you look after your elfin med, uh, plastic surgery, dude. That's gonna be cool. I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be awesome. When do you, when do you got it scheduled? What? Dude, they were supposed to make him look elfin. Come on, that's bullshit. You got ripped off. You got ripped off. Shoot. See, that's the difference between men and women. Women wouldn't like pass up the opportunity to get free plastic surgery they happen to want. Like what? <laughs> that's unquestioning, right? <sighs> well, you guys, you guys, uh, he's a teacher, so. That explains a lot. Explains a lot. Our next comic, oh, she's getting so good. So she's probably about to hit that lull, right? You, you, you get good at the beginning, right? It's good. It's all encouraging stuff, right? Kind of. It's nerve-wracking, but you're encouraged mostly because you, you know you got potential. You can feel it inside you. And then all of a sudden, you do, Judith, you do. Maybe you'll, get, maybe you'll be one of the lucky ones. Maybe that won't happen to you. But for tonight, let's see what happens. Put your hands together, everybody, for Judith. Hey, how are you doing? Huh, excellent. I had actually kind of a rough week 
this week. Um, and uh, as is often the case, it was mostly of my own making. Um, kind of ha so I'm kind of having a um, combination aggrieved white privilege, Jewish princess, low emotional IQ breakdown. So I'm we're going to bring that to you for this uh, Friday night. So um, before I before I get started, I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to vent a little bit of that, just blow that blow that out like the smoke from Arden's pipe. And I just want it's just like it's just like <laughs> so you got to do that sometimes because that shit backs up. And it, and it or and it explodes in the ballot box if you don't just blow that shit out on the other people. So, oh my God, that was I'm, I feel so much more relaxed now. I'm going to share a little bit more about myself. Um, so I've been doing stand up for about two months, and um, I'm 54 years old. Well, actually, I'm going to be 54 at the end of the month. So you cutie young men here, applaud that, because you know, I don't want to hurt my feelings. Um, but you know, a lot of the, um, the voices in my head are telling me, Judith, you, you are too old at 54 to um, get started in stand-up comedy. Um, but I am just saying uh, back to them, uh, no voices in my head, you know, because actually real people aren't saying that at all. Real people are very encouraging, including bearded hipster boys and all kinds of, all kinds of uh, awful people like that. Um, but, uh, uh, but so I just say back to those voices defiantly, <sighs> You know, um, uh, I have actually planned this out quite carefully um, so that by the time uh, people get sick of me, I should be just about dead, okay? So this is working out. Now, I know, uh, I know that I look very young for my age because I hear this all the time from my gigolo. That's right. He says to me, Judith, I cannot believe you are in your 50s. You have the accomplishments of someone half your age. Truly, truly. I know you guys, maybe I should fire that guy. It's kind of a burn, I guess. But you know, the truth is nobody really knows you like your gigolo um, because it is true. You'll find that out someday. Um, some of you guys might find it out sooner because you kind of get started earlier with the paying for sex, usually. But, uh, uh, but you know, he, he does have a point. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to make any, any puns about his anatomy. I mean, he has a point about my beauty because my beauty secret is arrested development. That's right. That's how I do it. It's all done psychologically. Uh, this this mirage, um, but this uh, childlike figure comes at a very high price. It comes at a high price, guys, because with the arrested development, I am just not capable at 54 of the simplest adult accomplishment or transaction. Like last Sunday, I was at a uh, baby shower, and uh, you know, I love baby showers. You guys, 
You guys, are, is anybody here at the age where you're going to the baby showers all the time? Some of you too young, some too old? Okay. Well, um, at this baby shower, you know, what I realized is um, regular umbrellas just do not work uh, for the baby showers. They cannot handle that kind of weight. Uh, you have to have some serious steel ribs there in that umbrella, or you get the babies all over you. You get the babies all over you. So the moms there are just fine. They have the right equipment. They don't care if they have baby goop all over them. Uh, but there I am, the big loser. So um, I'm just going to take you out of here on um, a higher you know, note um, because um, I want to share with, since it's a really young audience, um, uh, what it's really, you know, a preview of what it's like, how depressing it can be to be getting old. Um, the other night, uh, I was home um, watching porn, fanning myself, you know, some of you ladies will know what that's about. Um, and I realized that I am not even a MILF anymore, you guys. At 54, I mean, technically, I am not even a MILF very depressing. Um, I am a mature, which I think you'll find very ironic, given my previous uh, self-description. Um, but you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not letting it get me down, because you know, it's not like I was a mom either. Thanks. That's my time. <laughs> you guys she's good she's good she's good right hey did you know julia childs would you have to be our age to know who that person is right julia childs the reason you can't when you think of julia childs you don't think of anybody young is because she didn't make it until she was 51 51 right so, I know, dog. Your gigolo was right. Your gigolo was right. Um, no, you're getting so good. I love your ears. <laughs> ah, so funny. And just, and you guys can't see this, but she has got just the cutest t-shirt and sweatshirt combo on. That She matched the color of the t-shirt with the piping of the sweatshirt, ladies and gentlemen. Piping of the sweatshirt. She also mentioned uh, watching porn and fanning herself. First of all, I'm not buying that she watches porn. You gotta bring the, your reality to, I'm not buying it, I'm not. I'm just, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm gonna need a little bit more information to, you're gonna have to take me there with you. I'm not, I'm not with you. And, uh, but what is the fanning? She said you guys would know. You ladies know. What is the fanning about? Why is she fanning, Arden? I don't know. She said, you know, I was in fanning myself. You ladies would know. I know. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. I don't see. I didn't get the porn tie in. I didn't get the porn tie in because hot flashes that's whenever that's eating dinner. That's you know, you could be watching anything. I didn't, I thought there was a relationship there. That's that's a, but see, and Ken's in the house. 
We are going to have a good show for you guys. Such a good show. Uh, oh, and who, you know, Cole, where have you been? You haven't been a w around in a while. He's, you've been around, just not, you know, in and around, just about and around. Got it. Well, I, 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 I'm looking forward to your stuff. Let's hear it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Cole. What's your last name? Chapman. Chapman. Yes. I like this new setup. This is very nice. Rugs and shit. Who would have thought? This is, what a difference. What a world difference. Uh, Judith, right? Yes, yes. You have a gigolo, and he's like some bummy southern dude. What's going on? That the, Your gigolo voice. <laughs> oh, there you go. Handlebar, perhaps? Ooh, exotic. I was like, you're like, I don't know if you need to fire him for like the backhanded compliment. I think you need to fire him because he's not like, I, you need someone who's like, Judith, hello, ah, uh, I am Xavier. That'd be a good gigolo. You may be in the market. Uh, I got some some young studs. I could call up some hot comedians. A little man named Ian Levy, or perhaps James Mora. Maybe you heard of him. He's a bitch. <laughs> that's what that's what we know about him. We're broadcasting that out to the him. I'm sure he's gonna listen. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, James, go fuck yourself. Wow, oh, I love him. Uh, <laughs> all right, hot flashes. I know more about. 50 plus, I guess, biology than Trina, I suppose. Um, I don't know what that says about me. And Julia Child. I don't think there's an S at the end of that name. Uh, again, knowing more than I probably should. Uh, Julia Child is the best, man. I love I love the French cook. The French chef, excuse me, she's the best. Ooh, oh, let's put a bunch of beer. She's like a sixth, seven monster that just drinks beer and cooks chicken all day. I was like, yo, what? I want you to be my hero forever. She's amazing. She's the greatest. Uh, but let's not talk about that anymore. I want to tell you a story. You want to talk about our weeks, right? Uh, well, this is what happened on uh, Wednesday, right? Okay, so November 1st, right? I'm at Brainwash. And uh, Brainwash is fun because it's like Soma, right? So it's like you get any kind of fucking weirdo to walk in and wash the laundry, right? And so I'm doing jokes, right? I'm looking around, doing some crowd work, and I see this guy in the corner, uh, and he's got this shirt with like a big, it's like the whole shirt is just a dog face, like a big airbrushed dog face. Uh, and he's got matching brown pants. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, sir, your shirt is ridiculous. I must comment on this. Did you do this just for attention or whatever? What's going on? People just scratch the chin of the dog, really your belly button, you creep. What's going on here? Uh, with the brown pants, you look like the truck they're driving around, dumb and dumber one. You look ridiculous. Uh, and he's sitting there, he starts getting like really offended. He's like, whoa, whoa, like as if he didn't know like what he put on and like walked out of the house with, you know what I mean? Like, like I feel like if you're wearing a whole brown on brown dog ensemble as if you're like supposed to be that, fucking truck and dumb and dumber the day after halloween like you all rules are off at that point like dude i can call you a ridiculous from 30 miles like i'm not gonna walk out of my house wearing a clown suit and they get one mad when someone's like hey clown like i'm gonna be like oh excuse me this is my mother's suit like i can't do that that's ridiculous so i start i start making fun of him right uh and he starts getting like really pissed like so pissed in fact that he uh gives me one of these like he tries to get me off stage so we can he's like hey Hey, like doing that Neo to Agent Smith shit where he's like, hey, hey, like, <laughs> like trying to goad me off stage. I'm like, bro, I got two more minutes. Like, wait until I get the light. Be polite. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let me finish my shit and then we can go talk outside with your slurry ass dog suit and maybe we can have a conversation about this. Uh, <laughs> but he just starts getting really mad. And I was like, man, this is, well, like, talk about a look at your life, look at your choices moment, right? Like, it is Wednesday night. 
8.30 p.m. in a cafe laundromat open mic, and you're trying to fight an open mic comedian because he's making fun of your brown-on-brown dog-face shirt ensemble. Like, you need to look at your fucking life, man, and, like, just realize what brought you to this moment. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of figured, like, I thought about it for a minute. I just thought back, like, would it be hilarious if, like, five years ago... He was in some job interview, right? And they're like, well, Jeffrey, you have no qualifications to speak of. You're dressed ridiculously. Uh, you're, you're just generally rude and unbecoming. Uh, I have one more question for you. Where do you see yourself in five years? And he's like, well, trying to start a fight in a laundromat open mic with an open mic comedian. They're like, oh, perfect. Welcome to Arby's. When can you start? Like, that's what I <laughs> figured his whole deal would be. He, he didn't actually fight me. He just went back to doing laundry or whatever. I got him back on this next bit, so let's get into it. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys. No segue here. I work as a social media manager for a newspaper, uh, which is a fun job, I guess. When I tell people I work at, it's like the least respected job at the newspaper. You know what I mean? Like, because this is like an actual new, like with reporters who have been working there since like fucking Watergate and shit, like seasoned dudes. And then I come in there like telling them about the internet and they're like, what the fuck is this guy's fucking deal? Like... <laughs> It is like, I tell people work at the newspaper and they love it because like right now newspapers are hot, right? That's like, people are like, yeah, fuck Trump, man. Information, we need that shit. I'm subscribed. I don't read that shit, but I'm subscribing, yo. I'm like, yeah, dude, hell yeah. Fight the good fight. Uh, then I tell them I'm a social media manager and like, man, fuck you, man. My cousin could do that shit. You suck. You suck. You're garbage job. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> but I, I kind of love that job because being that like young dude who kind of like the only reason I have this job because I have a Facebook account and everyone else is like, what is that? And it's like, you do it. And then I just, you know, go put news out on Facebook to bum people out. Uh, but the whole thing is like, I have to pitch stories about like what's going on on the internet. Right. So like we have this budget meeting in the morning where everybody, you know, different reporters have to pitch different stories. So it's like, you know, editor-in-chief sitting there. She's like, all right, Metro, what do you got going on? It's like city stuff. He's like, oh, there's corruption in City Hall. It's really bad. It's everywhere. He's like, okay, that's great. Cover that. All right, crime, what do you got going on? It's like, there's a shooting on 16th Street. It's horrible. We got it. We're covering it. It's like, all right, uh, internet, what do you got going on? And I'm like, there's this dress and no one knows what it looks like. It is the story of our generation. Everyone's talking about it. And suddenly, like, it's like the best performing story like of the year. <laughs> it's like, no one gives a shit about the crime or the corruption. They're like, this dress is crazy. What the fuck? I don't know what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. When I do that, I kind of feel like like I'm kind of like the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like, where I'm like, like, no one understands anything I'm saying. Like, everybody wish I was gone, but I'm stealing the room. Like, I'm like, everyone is like, transfixed on this shit. I'm getting all the intention. Uh, uh, you know, that's it for me. All right, you guys have been great. I'm Cole Chapman. Give it up for Trina one time. And George in the booth. I told you guys, good stuff. I'm glad you're back. Making it happen in the world of dinosaurs. You know why? It's like, it's like it, they're extra, it, there's extra angst there because they also know that it, this media is also taking their shit down. Right? And so it's not just that you know you're speaking a whole nother language that they don't know. But you are, like, you represent, like, the threat to their abs. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, no. I mean, well, especially newspapers just took it so hard. Like, at the time, like, 2010, I was working at a law firm representing labor unions, and the the print uh, trades dudes were just taking it up. Oh, my God. Holy shit. They were, oof. 
It was all going down fast. And then, then I go to graduate school. I go to this uh, seminar on, on technology in history or using technology in history. And there was this really cool presentation about this like bike path where you could like online, go online on the bike path in Paris. And it was all really cool. And like the whole time, the whole time, the, all they would talk about was how to get peer acceptance to use technology at all in history. And I was like, can't we get to the fuck that? Why are you guys are such little babies? Fucking trying to, right? So I was like super obnoxious in the seminar because that's how I roll. And so then afterwards I realized that was officially what the whole seminar was about. I just hadn't read the title carefully enough. The, t the, whole, the official reason to etra of the seminar was how to get peer acceptance for using technology in history. And I was like, what? You don't do anything. Technology is going to take care of these motherfuckers who still type with their index fingers on the fucking computer. Technology is going to take care of their asses. What are you talking about? Acceptance. Do nothing. What do you mean? It's a new era, Judith. New era, Judith. Ah, but apparently coal would may also make a, a good gigolo coal. Just if, if that if that doesn't work out for you, yeah, totally. Just FYI, now you know it's a new it's a it's all new. It's a whole new world. Change all the rules, not just internet, internet social media rules, not just those rules. You could be gigolo on the side. Ella, you need material for your comedy. You need material for a series if you're going to write in comedy, right? Gigolo on the side. You a Gigolo app. You could be, um, see, I shouldn't be giving you away these ideas. <laughs> Ken knows all about it. Our next comic is back and happy. Are you happy? You're happy, right? You don't look happy. You're just nodding with the... You're, you're, you're focused on your set, right? Is that what you want? You want me to just get you up. I'll just get you up. We don't, we don't need to do the banter. I'll just get you up here so you can do your set. That's what's going to happen. All right. So everybody, put your hands together. Clap wildly for your next comic coming to the stage, Ken Suzuki. Thank you, Trina. Yes. Thank you, Trina. Thank you, Cole. That was a beautiful speech about technology. Yes. Fuck printed media and the old school journalists. What were... New digital age, man. The few times we'll use a printer, we will take them and we'll use their blood for our printer's ink. That's what's going to happen. We'll use their blood for our printer's ink. Oh, by the way, I got to say, I didn't notice the new de redecoration. This is beautiful. I mean, really, like, carpeting is great. It'll help deaden the sound so we don't disturb our neighbors from all that killing that we're going to be doing up here. <laughs> Am I right, folks? Yes. Oh, God, man, now I know what happened to the carpet at the end of Aladdin. Jesus. Did we kill a Persian in here? You guys ever want to, you guys ever feel like it's time to like, protest Thanksgiving? Yeah, because you're like, no, I don't agree with what our country's done. I'm going to take you to the next, so fuck you and your turkey fest. How about we all go out and kill and eat a bald eagle? Who is with me? It'll be like very patriotic, red-blooded turkey. That's what it's going to taste like. Uh, I'm getting older, folks. I, you guys may know this. I'm, I'm dying. 
right? I think you know you're getting older. You know you've gotten older when your idea of good sex is finishing without severe back pain. Like, I'm not, I've never worked out. Now I have to take up yoga just so I can bust nuts without busting a disc. <laughs> Too many people relate. Relatable material. Here we go. Uh, I don't know where I want to go from here. I got married recently, and my wife and I, uh, we're polyamorous, uh, which I'm beginning to learn means that we're very unattractive. So much so that I think we're now just uh, monogamous by default. So I don't think we're really polyamorous anymore. I like to now tell people that we are LARPing polyamorous. <laughs> just doing role play, pretending that it's a thing. I want to... I have an idea for a new line of anal beads. It's golf-themed anal beads. I'm going to label them all in one hole. I think they'll be very good for the country club demographic. Just working shit out. I like it when I think, oh, I got four minutes worth of material written down. You write that yoga joke, that'll carry all the time. Meanwhile, 15 seconds later, you're out here trying to understand the best way to make a noose out of the mic cord. Speaking of which, interesting stat. One in four people in this country consider suicide every day. But no one does anything about it. Yeah, everybody's got a death wish. No one has a death work ethic. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Um, Ken. Yeah, folks. Everybody wants something. No one's the one to work for it. Yeah, how about this? Wish in one hand, shit in another. See what happens first. Gotta be willing to reach, your, reach for your dreams. Suicide isn't the only option, but I gotta say, it is the most convenient one. It really is. But how would you want to do it, you know? It's like really about deciding the best way to break in. Like, how would you, if you had a suicide startup, if your suicide was a startup, how would you begin it? And what would you market it? I have got one. This is my idea. Ideal way to do it would be auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, auto-erotic asphyxiation. Now, that is not a bad way to go out. End your life on a high note. Come as you go. So... Hate crimes. Are they really hate crimes if you love to commit them? Uh, it appears that rim jobs have finally gone mainstream in this country. Uh, while the bidet has yet to catch on. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, rim jobs, say what you want about them. They are very probiotic. It's <laughs> Kombucha on a budget's what I call them, right? And hey, and let's be honest, folks. I mean, let's be honest. If you've ever, if you've ever eaten kimchi, you can eat an asshole. They taste practically the same, and much like kimchi, once you've tried it, you may even find yourself enjoying it. Ah, uh, is that George? Hey. Good to hear, see you again. So, everybody here is talking, well, I don't know if it's in anymore, but a couple months ago, punching Nazis. That was in. All right? So, you're going to want to punch Nazis. Has everyone ever considered, though, not punching a Nazi, but maybe perhaps making love to a Nazi? Yeah. 
Believe you me. Making love to an Making someone come is much more effective at changing their minds than punching them in the face. Hashtag fist a Nazi. Not everyone. That ain't cool. Playing shoot em up like a fucking fool. But you's a gangster. Oh, kid, kid, kid. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? I don't. Let's see. I, I think it's obvious that you've got to, if you're going to go out, it's going to have to be heroin. I, I don't, like, you only, it's so easy. That's why we have the opi opioid epidemic, right? Like, that's. That's got to be, I like the whole come-as-you-go concept, but what? If they were committed, they would do it. They wouldn't take the time over years. Who, what? That's the opiate. That's a long, too long game. If you're committed, get started. Yeah, yeah well, it's just, I, I, I guess it's just, you know, one sounds more, like more fun than the other, I guess. I don't know. No, you wouldn't. I'm just saying, if you had to, I, that's all I'm, that's, you know. I, what I don't understand, okay, what's up with Trump saying, see, this is why I get all my news from Target, right? Is because the, I, I rarely look at the news, but what I did look at was Trump signing that bullshit, whatever, talking about how let's be the generation that wipes out the opioid epidemic. What? We're the generation that started it. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we had just started. It just happened. Like, since I started getting my news from Target, we had this new opioid epidemic and, epidemic, and he's like, oh, let's be the generation that, like, wipes it out. That makes no fun. Oh, I can't even... See, that's why I go to Target for all my news. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. But it's so, it, but okay, so, but, Ken, but my point is, if, if you're telling me that you're on some kind of Trump bandwagon trying to wipe out the opioid epidemic by switching to, switching off of, you know, my top pick for suicide, you know, whatever means vehicles whatever like because it's only like you just five times the the minimum dose the five times the minimum dose to get you high gets you killed that's why it's so, so many people od on it accidentally right no all right i've lost you fine fine i'm just i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're back i'm glad you're married i'm glad you know that's all working out <laughs> I don't know how to move on. Oh, you know what? Our next comic, new to the room, I think. And this is a tough room, right? Yeah, you should, right, exactly. Check out the comic. Now, we try, see, okay, see, here's what happened, Rusty. Here's what happened. The last host just, just gave me this, just gave me this. She was doing it, and then something happened. We can, we can talk about that offline. And so, she was super nice, just, just everybody loves Pam. Everybody loves Pam. But see, I, that's not me, right? And I don't feel like I'm an insult comic, right? And I don't, I don't feel like just because I'm a host, Ken, that I should, right? So don't, 
you know, whatever. I see, and I also think, right, that that as a as a new comic, I hate it when the comics are talking about Nicole. They say, "Oh, is this a super funny lady?" Blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know, fuck you and your bullshit expectations you just raised of this audience. <laughs> My material sucks, and I have a tendency to fall off the stage, right? So, like, don't, I hate it when people, as when hosts in particular, bullshit expectations. So, uh, as an insult comic, don't expect anything out of this guy. I, I never heard of him, never seen him. Rusty, see, that's how I do also. I don't put my last name, just because I'm, I'm not trying to be private. I'm just too lazy to write out the whole thing. I don't think anybody gives a shit what my last name is. I really, right? Nobody. Nobody. So, all right, put your hands together, everybody, including you, Ken, who's gonna you stick around and, and show some love for the new guy. Rusty, everybody, come on up. Thank you, I appreciate the low expectation. I hope I live up to it. I, uh... I do feel like that guy that we were talking about, the brainwash in the uh, dog suit a lot. You know, I get that look like, you know, Halloween was over a while ago. Yeah, it's a, there's a certain, I've been getting Kid Rock a lot lately, which bothers me. It's never what I was going for. I hate that. I, uh, there's a certain type of woman, you know, that, that comes up to me, gets me a look. You know, I, people think I look kind of creepy or goofy. I don't know which one. There's a certain type of woman that'll come up to me. She's got that look in her eye. She's already disgusted. She's forced into an interaction with me. Then I tell her something like, hey, my name's Rusty. And that's just, it doesn't impress her. But looking like this, you know, it comes with its advantages too. Like anytime I'm around parents, you know, they seem to uh, wanna quickly pull their children out of my way and run off with them quickly. But uh, that's not my, uh, it's not my biggest problem these days. I've been worrying a lot lately. Worrying about, uh, you know, basically, I just, I just got this feeling. I don't know what it's going to be, but I got this feeling that, like, the world's, you know, something's going to happen. You know, all these disasters lately, but it's, something big's coming down the line. You know, I think everybody feels it. Maybe everybody has their different beliefs about, you know, what the cause might be. But, uh, you know, I think it's like, you know, it's like a placebo effect or like Santa Claus, you know. The more belief we put into it, you know, that's what's, you know, that's what's going to make it real. So, uh, you know, support your team now, you know, whatever it is. We got the global warming team, you know, believing eventually we're all just going to get swallowed up by the ocean. You know, that's a good team. Got the super volcano team, the asteroid team. One of my personal favorites, the... Uh, flat earth tipping over theme. I don't know, you know, how that theory works, but you know, it makes sense to me. There's uh, the nuclear holocaust. I call that the, uh, the Trump team. That's a good one. But people, you know, something's coming. I can feel it. You know, something's coming down the line. I don't know what it is. I, uh, I just, you know, I don't think you should work too hard, you know? Don't get too far away from baseline. You know, you don't want to fall too far. You know, if you're living in a mansion right now, you got butlers, you come home the next day, you're homeless, that's too far to fall. 
Me, I live in a trailer. I'm practically already homeless. Shit goes down, you know, that's not that far to fall. I'm right back at baseline, one step out of my door. Yeah, that's why I tell my friends, you know, I got some of them working their way up the corporate ladder, working hard, working their way up, putting in 60 hours a week. I'm like, man, what are you doing? You know, when the robots take over, they're going to be upset, you know? That's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Me, the robots take over. My employment status does not change. I just got more friends to hang out with on a Tuesday afternoon. You know what I mean? But it's not the robots, you know, that really worry me. I kind of, I'm worried about these implantable chips that they're going to start putting in us. You know, people are like, Rusty, nobody's going to put an implantable chip in me, how, you know. How are they going to, I'm never going to let that happen. But it's not going to come in how you think. You know, they're going to sneak it in. It's not going to be like the government ordering people to come down and get these chips. No, it's going to be, uh, you know, they're going to convince your wife that, uh, it's going to be some marketing scheme, brainwasher, convince her that, you know, before you go to bed, you don't need two Xanax and a bottle of Jack. Like, that's not good for you. They're going to advertise something on Amazon. Like, oh, you just get an implant in your brain. Put your brain into perfect REM sleep. You know, what could be better? You get an app on your phone, set the timer. You wake up. It'll be great. But it'll be like everything else, you know? They're going to put all the money into marketing and sales. No money on security. <laughs> People will easily hack it. How oh, could you imagine if they had it back in the day? They had that back in the day. Cosby would have saved so much money on roofies. <laughs> I, just, I just wonder what it's going to do to relationships, you know? I'm married. I think about weird stuff. It's like... What do you think would be worse? The feeling of uh, you get after jacking off to some really weird porn, that gross feeling you have, or the feeling you'd have after Cosby and your wife? I mean, if it's a full Cosby, then yeah, okay. But let's say she agrees to it. That's basically, that's like half a Cosby, right? You're halfway to a beautiful lovemaking session with your wife. You know, I think you got to go with that over that feeling after masturbation when you're sitting there with a sweaty asshole and wadded up dirty boxers quickly trying to fumble to delete your internet history wondering what kind of weird Russian might be on the other end of your web camera watching you I don't know people I'm going for lovemaking with the wife alright that's all I got Nice, Rusty. Awesome. Bring it back for sure. I had a, I was going to tag some of your stuff and I forgot because I didn't write it down. God damn it, Rusty. We keep working. If you keep working the same material, then I'll remember the tags next time. Right? So our next comic has just recently uh, been to Chicago. And I, I'm hoping he like picked up some material in Chicago. Where are you from, Rusty? Inside. Is that close? To, that's not. Like, that's the... Uh, yeah, well, it's, this is Midwest-ish. It's yeah, closer. Yeah. 
Well, I see. I don't understand why they call Colorado or Denver the West. Like, did you know in Denver they think they're they live in the West? I what? I know, right? Bryce, I know. Bryce is like no. It's Bryce knows hoarding when he hears it. Like Denver's hoarding the West, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Holding territory, hoarding territory. I knew, I knew, I knew you saw that. All right, Arden, is, do you have Chicago material for us? Oh, are you working on some? Why? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, he'll. Can you at least anything? One little at least. Okay. All right. All right. At least tell us. At least give us an update on on how the the soup joke went. Right. At least tell us that. I just want to hear that at least. All right, everybody, put your hands together for Arden. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. Thanks, Trina. Yeah, I am just back from Chicago. Um, I don't really have much about that. So it's cold. It's it's cold. That's about it. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Forrest Gump ended up here right now. I. Uh, I'm, I'm upset that Trump's doing the whole just say no thing. Like, now I'm going to have to say no to sandals because I just started shooting between my toes, you know. Uh, and then, uh, what did I write there? Oh, no, that's not a good joke. That's not a good joke. No, no, um, no I feel like, I feel like um, this is the, the rug that should be under a drum kit right now, like Nirvana. So I feel like I should be ODing like right there, right now, just just sinking into the carpet on on the trip to heaven. Anyway, I I it, it's it sucks. Cole's not here because I was going to talk about the. I want to start clickbaiting my life, right? I just want to create clickbait headlines for my life to make people more interested in the shit I'm into. Like you won't guess what this comedian sold on tour buttons on my face <laughs> like you know but you're gonna click that article right you know it's like uh you won't believe who this comedian slept with it's like click on nobody just nobody nobody's fucking this i trina do you have any single uh, lawyer friends because i'm making a case for dating me like there's a lot of evidence like exhibit a i'm single exhibit b I got the hair thing, you know. So I'm making a case. I'm making a case, yeah. So, um, and if they feel like, you know, it would be pro bono, right? Because they'd have to pay for everything for the entire relationship. I'm t- I, should, I, should, I should get back into the Law 200 and start just doing a comedy career out of there. That, that, I, think it, I think it would kill. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see, what else do I have in here? Oh, I was thinking, I was thinking about... Uh, new movies, right? They they always talk when you pitch movies. You're always doing it's this meets this, right? So I got a new one. It's 1980s dog body swapping movie meets 1990s teen sex rom comedy, right? and the tagline for it is this summer there will be heavy petting. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing voices now. That's fun. Uh, Oh, so uh, check this out. Uh, uh, it's my birthday on Monday, so I'm looking forward to that depression. You know, good old birthday depression. Woo! You know, feel sad about happy days. Uh, no, but in in better news, uh, the Night Space, my little podcast dealie, I've I've got a director attached to turn this thing into a whole like 
video shit like legit like youtube and everything yeah so uh thank you thank you clap for me clap for me i'm gonna be out of here so soon just fuck all you assholes anyway uh (laughs) i love you all you know that uh because you're the only people to listen to this you know nobody else listens to this um do i have any other jokes written down uh no oh oh i'll i'll do the bit that i thought was terrible all right so i i used to work in staples right and I always joked that I could sell you the store, All right? Especially if you were a guy, I could sell you the store. And I was like, bullshit, Arden, you, you're not that. You don't have good enough hair to sell me the store. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, 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 I got I got Because it. it starts off simple. Oh, hi, you're looking at lamps? Yeah, yeah, I need I need a desk lamp for my lamp at home. Well, you're looking at a fine lamp right there. You, you should buy that lamp. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of getting it. Uh, what type of desk you got at home? What, what do you put it on there? Well, I, well I, got, I got one of them glass desks at home. No, you can't put that lamp on a glass desk. You need to put that on a wood, oak, faux oak desk, which we sell here right in the store. Because if you bring that home, what's the first thing your wife's going to say? She's going to say, you're not putting that on the glass desk because that just doesn't get the break up the whole flow of the room. What the fuck are you thinking? So you got to buy this faux oak desk to go with that. And if you're going to buy the faux oak desk, you got to get the faux oriental rug because that just, it's going to make the whole thing come together. And then if you're going to buy the faux, you're going to need the drapes to match the rug because your wife she's very particular about the 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 window treatments have got to be just right so you got to go buy those to match the rug so i i've got all that here and what else so uh what are you gonna you you got to have a computer on that desk because you can't just have a lamp on the desk i mean you're not gonna get any work done there so we're gonna sell you the computer over here to put on the desk and if you're gonna oh you need the desk pad too and the stationery and the this and the that and you need a printer for the computer and you need a you need one of them uh, calculator. Uh, oh, this is back in the ni- uh, late '90s, early 2000s. So we still had iPod. Uh, what the fuck were those things? Not a Newton. It was after the Newton. It was just uh, the Palm Pilot. That fucking thing. Yeah, you need a Palm Pilot. Anyway, uh, so so all all total uh, with the lamp and the this and the that. Uh, you owe me ten thousand dollars. Anyway, your wife is going to be very happy, though. She's going to be very, very happy. Trust me. So it's worth the tanger. Anyway, that's been me rambling, just to close out the set. Uh, give it up for Trina, taking back it over. Wow, Palm Pilot. Oh, my God, bringing us back. Ooh, those were dark days, those Palm Pilot days. Wow. How did we not see Blockbuster going down when Palm Pilot went down, right? How did nobody see that? How do we still not see that coming when Palm Pilot took a hit? Well, uh, welcome back. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure I would imagine there's lots of women out there who want somebody to support them. I mean, that's... Well, no, 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 I get that. You, they will financially support you, and in return, you support them by doing all the housewife stuff. Like, like that's how the housewife arrangement works. Yeah, so I'm sure there's lots of women out there who need that. Tons, tons. Just put it, I mean, isn't that how they do things on those internet apps? No. Yeah, but you couldn't include that on those internet apps, like on Tinder, you couldn't include that. Don't you have to include like some kind of description of yourself or something? Yeah, 
Well, I mean, no. I mean, I think that you could find somebody. You could be a little picky. I mean, that's that's a that's a unique skill from a guy because there's not a lot of guys out there are interested or willing to be that, for sure. I don't know. I I just you'll you'll find it. It'll happen. I, and it's out there. There's got to just come up with a name for it. Yeah. Coin a name for it. Gigolo. I mean, I gigolo. I guess that kind of works. That's. That's still, that's, you know, even before the, the Palm Pilot, the word gigolo. <laughs> House husband, yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah. I swear, try it. Try. I, I don't think I'm the stoner you marry, though. I think I'm just the stoner you thought. Back to gigolo. Well, I, I would... That's between you and your lady friend. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I would imagine there's a... Yeah, are you so you're saying you don't think women would want to marry you? No, no. Really? No. Why? That's they're I don't know. Women well, Well, you know, again, you're you're need to make the right case. You need to make a case. I'm I'm not going to argue with that part of it. I mean, yeah, you got to make the right case. That was why I felt like when you had that date with that chicken, you stood, showed up high. Okay, Rusty, what happened is this? He's Rusty's married. Let's get some advice from the married guy. So Arden smokes a lot of pot, as you can see, because he's right now lighting up uh, and. So he shows up for a date. Hi. And I was suggesting to him that he not do that because if, because I, I, my, my point was Nicole, if, you know, he, if he smokes like he, if he wants to be with somebody who also smokes pot, then why not tell that person that, right? Because if it's his dream girl and she, also smokes pot but put effort into not smoking pot because she's on a date and she doesn't know whether or not this person smokes pot or not right i would be pissed i would be pissed if i showed up having put effort into being sober and you show you showed up high i'd be like man exactly you're aware that a sober arden is a miserable prick right <laughs> that's that's often the case with people who smoke that much pot i mean i've i have family i have fam i mean like my cousin i have a cousin that when you when i stay with her like she gets up in the morning and i'm like yeah let's go smoke pot because if you don't get her high immediately all hell and i do mean all hell up in that bitch's house is gonna break loose so you you just got to get her high immediately when she gets up so yeah, but that's my point. That's my point. And so he's going to need to be with somebody who, uh, who is either okay with that or wants to be the sober person in a relationship, which, which is, that's actually me. I actually, as you know, I smoke pot and I would prefer not to date somebody who smokes pot because I think two pot smokers, that's, that's a mess. That can't, why would, that two, two people in a relationship can't, you can't. Right? Somebody has to answer the phone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Somebody has to, huh? Did you pay the rent this month? I don't know. Right. Exactly. Well, you, you know. Anyway, my, but, but Rusty, 
so I think that one of the may maybe potentially one of the mistakes Arden is uh, making is he's just he's not presenting the full case. Like I just think they should know. It would like maybe he would improve his chances if they knew as, as much ahead of time to maximize. 420 friendly is what he says. That I said no. That's not for he says he. So so who made so Graham? You made the comment about how but an asshole he is if he's not high. That's not 420 friendly. That's 420 is my Siamese twin. That's not friendly. That's like that's acquaintance phraseology there. That means like I don't smoke pot that much, but if you want to, you know, get high every now and again, that is not. I am the most extreme form of pot smoker. Don't do drugs. Kids. Yes. Siamese twin. I like it. I see. It's not. He's. You got to smoke that much pot to know that it's your Siamese twin. I feel like doing it. You're exposing the fact that you don't smoke that much pot. But that's okay. It's all good. You don't want to smoke that much pot. It's it's a lot of pot. It's exhausting. It is. It really an expensive, expensive. Oh, yeah. So, all right, so our next comic, and I was stalling because it's, it's Zach, and oh. Zach has left the room, but I don't know, is he going to come back? I mean, did he leave? Zach Wiseman? Forrester. But what we'll do is this. What we'll do is Bryce is right up right after Zach Forrester. So why don't we could do, you want to come on up, Bryce? Are you, you good no, to go? I do you want to go up until Zach goes up. I can bring him to Cole. Don't make me bring up Nicole. I can bring up Nicole. Okay. Uh, so, Nicole, you're next if we don't, if Zach doesn't go back. But for right now, put your hands together for Bryce. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Trina, can I, can I ask you a question? Are you single? So does anyone else feel that this whole time Arden just really wanted to ask Trina out? <laughs> no. I'm looking for a, a single lawyer. No. no? Okay. That's not how I took it. No. I asked you. I meant it. I meant it to be funny. Do you think I, I generated like a little bit of awkwardness? A, a little bit of awkwardness. Oh, is there a backstory? Oh wow. I feel like Arden already asked her out once. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll move on from that. Um, Anyone else notice this beautiful carpet? This carpet is, oh man, I think it's, uh, it's, it's definitely Persian. It's a good carpet. It's a good carpet. All right. I'm supposed to be practicing for a set I'm doing later, but I got sidetracked. Actually, no, that's, I'm going to, I'm going to open my set later tonight with exactly how I opened this one. Regardless of who's there um no guys uh, there's been a lot of terrible stuff happening uh, in our country we got uh, shootings we got uh, terrorism and i notice whenever there's a mass shooting republicans they always come out and they say something like you know this was a terrible terrible tragedy but it's important to remember that the vast majority of gun owners use their firearms responsibly so it would be wrong to pass laws that would restrict their freedoms simply because of the actions of one person. And you know, like I agree with that statement, actually. I think most gun owners are responsible. 
and the Constitution gives you the right to own a gun. But like, I just wish Republicans were consistent with this logic, right? Like whenever a Muslim committed a terrorist act, they'd be like, uh, you know, this was a terrible, terrible tragedy. But it's important to remember that the vast majority of Muslims practice Islam responsibly. So it would be wrong to pass laws that took away the freedoms of all Muslims just because of the action of one person. Uh People believe, uh, people use uh, guns for self-defense sometimes. Uh, that's true. That happens. Um, you ever notice how you've never heard about someone using a sword in self-defense? Right? Like that, that is, like as soon as you hear like news about like someone using a sword, like right away you know it's a crazy person roaming the streets attacking people. Right? People do not buy swords for self-defense. Like no one in the history of sword buying has ever bought a sword and then right away said, you know what? I really hope I never have to use this sweet samurai sword, right? Like it would, be, it would be awful if I found myself in a situation where I had no choice but to slice someone's head clean off. That'd be terrible. Uh, I'm just going to repeat the uh, joke titles of uh, my set so I'm practicing remembering it. So I go like unassimilated immigrants, assimilation is a trap, people hate immigrants. And then... Um, I think even if you're an immigrant, uh, <laughs> I think even if you're a liberal, you have to uh, agree that political correctness is out of control. Uh, it's gotten to the point where it's even affecting uh, what we can call animals. But, like, I don't know if you heard, but uh, it is offensive to call Bigfoot Bigfoot. You have to use the term Sasquatch because apparently Sasquatch is all over North America having serious body image issues from all these years of foot shaming. You know, people act like political correctness is like a, a new thing invented by liberals. Uh, that's not true. Political correctness has been around forever. Right? The only thing that's changed is what people get offended by. So like back before the Civil War, right, it was politically incorrect to say that slavery was wrong. Right? Like, like if you were in a crowded bar and you're like, you know what? All slave owners are evil. Right? Pretty soon some snowflake racist from the PC police would come over and be like, what you just said is so offensive. Like, I don't know if you've ever met a slave owner, but they are people just like you and me who should be judged as individuals who just happen to hold men, women, and children in bondage. So you need to check your Northern privilege and stop being so ignorant. I don't know. I don't know what that like gravelly voice is. Like, it's not a gravelly voice. It's a, what do they call it? Vocal fry voice. That's my... That's like the only other voice. I can't do voices, guys. So I don't know if you know if you thought that voice sucked or if I should have. What's your opinion of that voice? No, just honestly, I want to know your opinion of that voice. Like, was it distracting or was it like should I have or was it like adding to the joke? Should I have just like said it in a normal voice? Yeah, I already said it's vocal fry. Thumbs up. Okay, sorry, I lashed out. Okay. I know I did, and then and then I lashed out. I lashed out. I think I think it's because I'm insecure. Well, just two more people. Just just, just I, I tr- uh, uh, just tell me. Do you think the vocal fry added to it, or would have been better if I just talked like uh, you know, not such a different voice? Okay. Well, I'm doing a set tonight, so I need to make a decision. Okay, Marty likes it. All right, Marty likes it. Um, what else do I got? Oh, yeah. So I, I was, uh, I grew up Jewish. And one thing growing up Jewish, you realize it's like Judaism is not very popular, right? Like there's only like 12 million Jews in the world. 
That's compared with over 1 billion Christians. And, you know, some Jews will say, it's like, oh, yeah, that's because uh, Christians send out missionaries to convert people, and uh, we don't. And you're like, you know, that's true. That's true. But, um, like, I don't think Judaism's, like, a very attractive religion to join in the first place. Right? Like, it doesn't really offer much. Like, like, we don't believe in heaven, so there's no, like, eternal paradise. And then, like, every 100 years, someone tries to kill each and every one of us. So, like... Sure, you don't try to convert people, but at the same time, I don't think people were like knocking on the doors trying to get in, right? Like, I think Jews saying they don't try to convert people is like a 30-year-old virgin declaring that he believes in abstinence, and that's why he's not having any sex. Um, Okay, guys, I think that's my time. Thank you very much. Awesome, Bryce. I like it. You're gonna have a good set. That was good stuff. I like. I like the whole, you know, Judaism and the is the thirty year old virgin in the room concept. That's cool. I was thinking, this Halloween, I you know recommitted to not celebrating holidays, and I you know every time I recommit to that, I it's like, oh, should I become Jehovah's Witness? Because as long as I'm not gonna celebrate any holidays, I might as well get a, whatever perks come from that. Right? Like, why, as long as I'm not going to do that, as long as birthdays are all, you know, then I have an excuse, right? Then I could be, like, tell people, yeah, it's a religious thing. But it's just, I just, it doesn't seem safe to hang out at bus stop, you know, stations. And they do a lot of that. Yeah. The Jehovah's Witness? No, you know those people standing at the stations in particular with the, they usually have like a um, fairly lengthy handouts in their dress like they're going to church. Those are Jehovah's Witness. You wouldn't you though? See, I, I, because you're right. Like you've got to have some selling points. Like I saw the documentary on uh, the uh, Hasidic Jews in, in, uh, Brooklyn and L.A., one of us. Oh, so good. So good. But yeah, you got to have some selling points to get people to convert, right? Well, I mean, the numbers are growing because when you have 10 kids and stuff, I mean, that's how you, there's one of two. Yeah, like less than 2% leave. That was pretty intense. Pretty fucking, that, that's just like, I'm, and I want to start on my podcast with you guys. If you didn't already know, I have a podcast on uh, Tuesdays from uh, 10 to noon. I want to start this concept, this like this, y- your own private North Korea, right? Like they live in this little pocket, this little pocket of North Korea where you can't, right? Right, right. This is what, right. This is what it's like to live in North Korea, where abs- you can't absolutely not, right? Ah, so, uh, up next, Nicole. Nicole, not, not Hasidic. I don't think you didn't. You're not one of the two percent that left. Of yeah. No, the Hasidic religion. No, I didn't. I'm not one of the 2%, right? What were the odds? The odds. Hi, how's it going? Um, You you could kind of have a 70s kind of sort of look going on. Did you know that? Is that a, I don't know. It's just kind of, uh, have you gotten 70s porn star? 
Oh, really? Okay. So that wasn't very, I wasn't going to say 70s porn star, but now that you said it first, I can kind of, you know, see where that might, um, which is, you know, I mean, 70s porn stars were hot back, you know, isn't that where they started shaving the balls? Isn't that where that all started? Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was, oh, two, are you really? I thought, okay, I thought Ron Jeremy started the, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, did you buy the good The good thing about the whole like shaving of the shaving of the pubes and everything is they pretty much I heard they pretty much eradicated pubic lice because of that, you know? So everybody give it up for the eradication of pubic lice. Okay. All right. Um so I, I uh, oh I don't know where to start. Uh, I can't remember the first thing I was going to talk about. Uh, this year has been a little. I as some of you know it has been a year of a lot of positive changes. Kind of trying to get my shit together. Uh, quit drinking and started doing yoga, and now I just have to become a vegan and I'll be everything everyone hates. Um, so I also started to try to be more environmental you know, do my part for the environment. I started by, first thing I did is I switched from tampons to the Diva Cup. Yes, you guys know the Diva Cup is the cup you put up there and it collects your, I'm just gonna do graphic detail, you know, it collects the menstrual fluid, then you dump it out and stick it back in. Um, yeah, and that's the only part I don't like. I just, just don't like, you know, sticking the same thing in my vagina month after month. I mean, that's kind of why I don't have a boyfriend. It's gross. You got to switch it up. Switch up the dick. No. Um, one of the things that um, has happened since I've quit drinking is um, I have a lot less sex. Because um, what I realized when I quit drinking is that I can't stand half the guys I was having sex with. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, were you this big of an idiot all this whole time? And I'm just now noticing, oh my God, you were just this, you were this bad in bed the whole time. Like I hooked up with this guy that I used to hook up with drunk, um, uh, big old dick. Um, well, big young dick, but um, yeah, it was horrible. It was like the some of the worst sex I have ever had. Um, first, I, I won't go into detail, First of all, he I think he'd been jacking off like for hours before I came over because he had trouble keeping it hard, you know, and this is like a guy in his early 30s, late 20s. That should not be a problem. It was just horrible. Have you ever like had sex so bad that you were just like waiting for it to get over with? <laughs> oh, God, it was horrible. Sorry, that's a little TMI about me. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this shit while it's recorded. Um, so yeah, uh, on to other things. Um, so I, uh, with the yoga thing, you guys might have heard the term, the very, very, very common yoga term, namaste, right? That's what they say to greet you in class and what they say at the end of class usually. Now what you might have heard is that namaste, uh, or this is what yoga teachers say, namaste means the divine in me bows to the divine in you. Uh, clap if you've heard that explanation. Okay, that is complete bullshit, you guys. <laughs> that is not what namaste means. It is actually literally just a greeting. Um, the definition that we've been given is just something that yoga teachers made up to sell yoga uh, to stupid-ass white people like me. Um, 
And now I'm wondering, they're doing chants all the time at the end of class. Like, and they're telling us stuff like, in this, what we're about to say means um, if you embrace yourself, you embrace the entire universe. And I bet they're just downstairs in the locker room afterwards going, yeah, and then I got them to say, I like to eat out my dog's ass. So I'd never trust a yoga teacher, man, you know? (laughs) They are up to no good. Not only do they enjoy torturing people by making them stick their bodies in positions that are, you know, completely unnatural, they also tell you to say stuff. It's not true. Um, So yoga teachers are evil. Uh, You know what, though? I think that um, Trump supporters would would be great doing yoga. Because they can um, get their head already way up their ass. Um, that's why I think they would be great. Um, you guys, I don't, I'm not a positive person by nature. I'm pretty negative, negative Nancy. I'm a depressive. Um, and people, when you're like that, people tell you, you know, and I'm an introvert and people tell you to fake happy, you know. So that's why I go around with a psycho ass smile on my face half the time. You shouldn't tell people to do that. People have to be themselves. Um, I don't know, but I'm trying to be a happier person. I started, I started studying Buddhism uh, around the time I quit drinking six months ago. Um, and after six months of studying Buddhism, um, I've learned that I would make a shitty Buddhist. Guys, that's what I've learned. Ooh, I got the honk. Um, I don't like inspirational quotes, uh, especially the empty inspirational quotes like, no matter what, never stop being you. Okay, that's really confusing advice for someone with multiple personality disorder. <laughs> what do you think? You're, and plus, you know, no matter what, never stop being you. That's horrible advice because, you know, I'm sure Jeffrey Dahmer was being himself and we all know how that turned out uh, for his victims. Um, and I think probably my least favorite, and I don't even know if this even counts as an inspirational quote, it's, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Uh, it's also the last day of your life if you piss me off and I shoot you in the face. Um, because really the only appropriate place for that quote is up the ass of the person saying it, I think. Anyway, um, I think that you guys have heard enough from me for now. Um, I will bring back our host, Trina Myers, uh, bring her back up your hostess. All right. What you say, cause I catch bitches and straight get paid. You don't- nice, Nicole. I like it when the chicks bring it. Right, she brought it, right? Nicole totally brought it. No, Nicole brought it. Yes, you also brought it. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah, let's make this about you. So what happened with me and Arden is he did ask me out and then didn't stop asking me out. And so I, on stage, told him to please stop asking me out. It's not, all that happened was that he's working through some stuff in therapy with his mom, and he knows subconsciously that I'm unavailable, and so he went on that like a subconscious kind of need to try to date me because he subconsciously knew that that was never going to happen, and so that's the only reason, right, that he chose me is because it, anyway, I'm sure he and his therapist have gone and worked all through that. No, I, no, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Oh, well, I just, I recently got glasses because I'm 48. Turns out I'm not hot. 
turns out I'm not hot this whole time. This whole time. I, I just said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, that I was, that's, I mean, I was, that's what I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make Arden feel better. It plays better if he's here. No, he, truly, truly, it was not about me, truly. Like, I'm not Bryce. I don't think it's actually about me. I don't think everything's about me. I know for sure that was for sure not about me. You know what I'm saying? That's all. For whatever reason, I, it doesn't have to be the looks. But Marty, did you wear that, has a sporting green jacket on? Are you, are you in a golf tournament right now? Or did, did you wear that for Halloween? See, that's Rusty. See, what you don't know about about Marty here is he's got these gold pants that he's famous for, apparently. <laughs> that, 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 that's just it. See, I've never even seen these pants. And I'm bringing them up out of nowhere. That's how famous the pants are, Marty. Well, I... Yeah. And now we're going to be talking about the green jacket forever now, too. So we're just, we're glad you're here. Whatever you're wearing, as long as you're wearing something, uh, everybody clap your hands for Marty Connor. Connie, Kenny. One time wear gold pants. One time. I wore the jacket with these pants, too. I feel like I should point that out. It was actually, a, it was, it was St. Patrick's Day, so I felt it was very thematic. But I was just thinking to myself, I've never seen so much drama under, and I think drama per square foot is what I would talk about Muni Radio. I mean, Jesus Christ, the time, I guess maybe it's just like the, the energy bouncing off the walls in here because it's, it's a closed space, you know? And don't let anyone tell you that looking like a 70s porn star is a bad thing. I did up until about a month and a half ago. I think we can all agree look great, right? I feel... I feel very different in this skin that I'm wearing now, okay? Uh, well, less, the, less the amount of follicles that I had. Anyways, on to the material. Um, so I did cocaine for the first time this summer, um, which is... Oh, thank you, thank you. It's hard for a lot of people to believe because uh, most people try to buy cocaine off of me. Uh, and I, honestly, I'm, I'm coming away... Uh, less than enthused about it, uh, which is not how most people come away with it. Most people think it's the greatest drug of all time, but I don't, I don't really get it. Uh, when I had done it, I was in Colombia, um, and I wasn't even thinking about doing it, but you know, I was there, went in Rome, you know, it'd be rude not to. And so I had been drinking all day, and uh, it was like 3 a.m., and someone says, hey, you want a bump? I said, sure, do a bump. Um, and I went from shit face to sober in about five seconds. <laughs> and I was like, what kind of bullshit drug is this? I just spent all day getting a nice drunk on, and it took all of t 10 seconds to undo it. Like, what? what? What is this? What is this bullshit? Like, I spent, what, maybe like 60 bucks getting drunk, and then like 80 bucks getting not drunk? Like, all I am now is $140 down, pissed off at 4 a.m., and talking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like it's the most important thing in the world. Okay, I can do that on any night of the week, and it cost me a lot less money. Okay, I, I don't get the, I don't get it. I don't know, not my drug. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'm single. I was in a relationship for six years, and I feel like that should like really raise my stock like quite a bit. Like, 
Because you don't have to train me, ladies. Like, I got all, like, those weird boyfriend things, like, ironed out of me already. You know, like, hey, I'm going to open the door for you. Hey, the toilet seat's going to be down. Hey, I already own a snake for the shower drain to pull all the hair out. Hey, all my socks are already unisex. Uh, hey, are you cold? Are you cold? Because I got about a million hoodies. I got a hoodie for home. I got a hoodie at work. I got a hoodie in the car. I got a hoodie down at the bar that you don't even know about until you're a little chilly and you're like, oh, maybe I wish, well, maybe we should go home. Like, no, I got you. Uh, I have a whole drawer full of bobby pins and hair ties. Just, I don't even know what to do with them. Uh, I always cook for uh, 1.37 of myself, even though you said you're not hungry. Uh, I'm like the human b version of like setting a shitload of alarms in the morning, except for going out at night. Because I am planning on you being at least an hour and a half later than you said you were going to. Getting, I get it, girls. Getting ready takes time, you know? And so I'm like that human alarm. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about going. What do you think? Oh, I, I'm just getting ready right now. I'll be ready in 15. Okay, great. All right. Uh, I'm thinking about calling a car. Oh, really? I, I'm going to be ready in about half an hour. Okay, great. Uh, okay, maybe we'll take the bus. Okay, how about next? Uh, okay, great. Uh, and it doesn't bother me because I'm drinking the entire time. Guys, I've, I've gotten it already. And I'm not drinking too much because I know how much you hate it when I drink too much before we go out, okay? Uh, and guess what? I do know where your silver clutch purse is. It's in your suitcase because you wanted to take it down to your mom's this weekend to show you what you got with that Macy's gift card that she got you for uh, Christmas, okay? I know where that, I know where that is. Uh, so let's do this, all right? Let's cuddle up, let's pop some rosé, and let's watch some Beyonce videos. And guess what? When you ask me, what was I thinking just now? I'm gonna remember. <laughs> I'm gonna actually know, yeah. Ladies, I'm, 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 I'm what you're looking for. Uh, what else do I got? Boo, 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 boo. Guys, I think, uh, I think it's weird when people complain about porn not being realistic. Because uh, honestly, who the fuck wants to see realistic porn? <laughs> oh yeah, like this is, this is what I want to see. Is somebody not taking their top off because they feel bloated. Uh, I want to see someone have a cramp in the middle of it and just fucking spaz out. I want the whole thing to last about three minutes and then five minutes of apologizing and walking into the door trying to get water. All right, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. so right I mean it's not that it's not yes nobody wants to watch realistic porn it's that you guys want that shit to be realistic so bad that you want it to be real that's that yes that's the problem that's the problem again I'm gonna talk about this on my 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 stepbrother I have like a shit ton of brothers and sisters you know this you know 21st century family right I'm the oldest and I have a stepbrother Who's that like that really, really nerdy kid that doesn't understand women at all, right? Just not at all. Just they're a whole nother species to my stepbrother. And I don't, I don't know how to tell him this, but I, what I really need to just, I need to like just grab him. Like, look, dude, look, man, look. All women are just like your mom, my stepmom. It's just that you don't want that to be true. 
right? And so he, no, 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 no. He doesn't want that to be true. And so he is internalizing, well, oh, women don't act, you know, they don't just, they act like they, the normal, real life is what I see on porn, but uh, I just can't get them to act that way, right? When the truth is, no, everyone acts like our mom. You just don't want to, don't want to accept that truth. No, you can't, you can't, you can't, I mean, huh? Just, it's not, it's not even, I know, it's just, but that's just, that's why you guys are making sex robots. That's, that's the whole, that's, I, no, I want the sex robots. No, I cannot wait for sex robots. Oh my God! Are they? How is that even possible? No. Yeah, but it's not the same because we don't need. You guys are the ones who need sex robots. Yeah, we need sex robots. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So it's it's coming, it's coming. We we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. It's gonna totally change the dynamic between men and women. It's gonna be really really interesting. We'll see. Matthew's going to marry one, I think. Why are you bringing me into this? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the porn. <laughs> 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 Just. Don't blame me for bringing your past into our new relationship. Why are you not bringing up the past? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Matthew is sensitive tonight. He's had a hard week, everybody. Just get, cut Matthew some slack. And welcome to the audience. All right, so and let's so move let's move it along to our next comic, I, who I'm really excited is here tonight. Graham, uh, Graham, what's your last name? Galloway. Graham Galloway, everybody, put your hands together. Thank you, Trina. Let me get used to this room with the lights on. Uh, before we get started, uh, my shrink has been telling me like, don't bottle up emotions, like confront emotions when you have them because it's more healthy uh nicole you told a story about a guy around late 20s early 30s it was really disappointing in bed i am hurt i'm offended i don't feel i deserve to be treated that way and i swear i can do better anyway oh I don't think of any of you are this dumb, but don't think of Nicole like that. She and I have nothing to do with each other. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a man. Thank you. I feel like I understand feminism. Silence. No, I, I do, because like w- women are told what they're not allowed to be, what they're not allowed to do, that all, every day of their lives. And, and that's bullshit. And I empathize with that because when I was in first grade, my teacher told me I would never be allowed to be a dinosaur. And that still hurts. Now, I'm aware that joke is a bit of a stretch, but I'm a white male. That is literally the only time in my life anyone has told me what I'm not allowed to be. Oh, God. So, anyone here, you, get, you guys... You ever work with your significant other? 
No, none of you. All right. Smart crowd. It's awful. My ex-wife at one point was in a position uh, to possibly give me a job. It would have been a long-term position. We, w- we would have been like essentially partners. And uh, she thought about it for a long time. And she went another direction uh, towards the abortion clinic. <laughs> she got in those stirrups faster than I can say I've always wanted to be a father. Oh, yeah, this one costs me. So um, we, we had a fight that same week. Like, she wanted my help with something, and I, I didn't feel like doing it. Maybe I was being insensitive, but I feel like it's not a big deal to kill a spider if you've already killed a fetus. <laughs> you know, just, like, handle your shit. But um, she was, my ex-wife, she was smarter than me. Like, she's a brilliant woman. She was an accountant. So she... Are you on Molly again? Are you just clapping when you hear certain words? She, she was an accountant. So she paid for the procedure with an Air Miles credit card and used those Air Miles to take a romantic vacation afterwards. And I don't know who the guy was, but they seemed to have a good time. And that was the last I saw of her. That's a new one, needs a better punchline. What else do I have for you? So, there's a certain thing, dating is a man with mental illness. You have to be careful, like I've started dating recently. You have to be careful because there's a certain type of woman who thinks she can save you. Like, that, that she has the magic touch, that she is a horse whisperer for unstable men. Like a woman so arrogant, she can look at the smoldering crater that is my personal life and go, you know what he needs? Me. (laughs) But I always say yes and give it a chance because my favorite sexual position is codependency. And they always leave because my crazy is contagious. But at the end, when I get home to an empty apartment and the goodbye letter, I always feel like I've won because I just know wherever she is, she has to admit to herself finally that her mother was right about me. Man, do I feel like a winner. I haven't gotten the light yet, so I'll leave you with one more. Um, I went on a date a couple of weeks ago, a Tinder date, because I, like many of you, have given up hope. And we seemed to like each other, it seemed to go well. Um, I texted her the next day trying to set something else up, no response. Uh, A week goes by, and I have to face the fact I've been ghosted. So I go to delete her from my phone, but I can't help myself. I have to send one last text. I say, it was nice meeting you. I'm sorry it didn't work out. I want to seem like the bigger person, but still twist the knife a little bit. I'm that kind of prick. Um, To my surprise, I get a text back from her mother. Apparently, the night after our date, she was walking home from work, got hit by a drunk driver, died in the ambulance. I know, I know it sounds tragic, but that was not my first reaction. My first reaction was, thank God. She didn't ghost me. Not, not in the traditional sense. And all of this is what I put in the text back to her mother. And then her mother ghosted me. But I try to look on the bright side. 
Like, maybe her mother's dead, too? <laughs> That's my time on Graham Galway. Thanks a lot. Nice, Graham. Awesome. You still might have gotten ghosted, though. I mean, just because I don't mean to... That's, I just, it still might happen. It still might happen. It still might happen. I, you know, what he, he needs to live in reality. He needs to live in reality. I know, but I, I, I suck as a host, Graham. One of the things I do is I ruin bits. That's what I do. I, I suck, Matthew. We've been over this. I drive people away. They don't come back. That's, that's how it goes. So, uh, so Mike is just going to clean it up for me at the end like he usually does. You ready, Mike? <laughs> All right. All right. Come on down. Uh, hello. Hi. My name is Mike. Uh, let's give it up to my attorney, Trina. Thank you. By the way, I'm not joking. I'm going to start my material, but I just want to say in all sincerity that, I mean, I know there's like, client lawyer confidential but that's my attorney right there and i'm dead serious i'm not doing a bit this is not a routine where i drag this out and then i go ah oh, i was just kidding legally she's not my attorney that's a joke i don't want you to take that last sentence as a fact she's not my attorney that's so we're good all right Hi, my name is Mike. I just got Netflix. If you want to know more about it, check out season three uh, of Mike Gets Netflix. It's available on Netflix. <laughs> Took two uh, seasons, but I finally got Netflix. <laughs> so you might have to catch up. Um, the first season's only like eight episodes, and then there's some bonus material. And uh, it's not really DVD commentary on Netflix, is there? I'm not, I just got Netflix. No? What's the fucking... I mean, I want to hear what Seth MacFarlane has to think about that episode from season 45. But that's just me. Uh, I had difficulty reading comic books. I don't read the thought bubbles. It's none of my business. Let Batman be Batman. He's Batman. You know, at the public library, you could take out 50 books in one go. That's the maximum, 50. I recommend two backpacks when entering the public library. Why would I need 50 books immediately? Impress a date's parents? I'm married. My in-laws know me. There's no point in impressing them. If I wanted to impress my in-laws, I'd be like, hey, check it out. There's 50 books in my apartment and they're not on the floor. They're stacked on those tables. I like, uh, I don't read. I, I, I only go to the library to shower. There's actually a sign in the bathrooms. They'll say, um, please don't shower and wash your clothes in the public bathroom, uh, public library bathroom. Here are services and locations for you. And the first time I saw that sign in the bathroom, I said, Jesus fucking Christ, public library. Jesus fucking Christ, public library. Can't you have at least one room where I don't have to fucking read? <laughs> I get it, you're the library. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to wash my clothes and get out of here. Hey, Pam. How are you? Stacey Manager and her skateboard is here. 
you can miss Pam. She has a skateboard and a baseball cap on backwards and uh, sunglasses. I have my joke book. You know, I'm not going to write my jokes on my hand, okay? I don't even write jokes. So where, where, where do I have even the time to write anything? What am I going to write? Like, uh, you used to see my set list. It says, eh. But I... But that's more professional than, than being on stage with your joke book. But I just want to say that unlike the comics you've seen tonight, I bring my joke book on stage. And that's because a case during my set, if I think of a joke, I could write it down. <laughs> Not forget it. By the way, none of my jokes I, I'm doing tonight are, are on my Twitter feed. These jokes are for you, human beings my audience, and to prove it, all my jokes will be over 140 characters. Except for this joke, XXXX. Oh, I was just about to go into my 240 character bit, but I'll have to, my 280, I'll, I'll have to stop. So anyway, uh, if I could be serious for a moment, let me bring my attorney back up. As you know, no, I'm kidding. she's not my attorney, I'm just joking. Oh, Mike, I know you do that because, you know, I like the same joke over and over and over again. Aww. He's so sweet like that, Rusty. See, he's good people. That's why he closes the set, closes the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us here. Oh, wait, there's somebody. Wait, do we have time for Paul in the back? What time is it? All right, all right, well... I'll, Paul gets a golden ticket. On, on, and so, this was a cancer curing set, so I don't know, it, you know, we did that one. Yeah, so I know. Well, it's done now. So, anyway, you guys have a great week. I'll see you next Friday. me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Mutiny 
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. If you're looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco do you need an awesome and underground space for an event Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's Performance Space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. You know, I feel so lucky. 
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The Night Space brings you High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring High Time Storytime every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Storytime Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every